to think about Eurovision podcast, a Eurovision podcast with me, Christopher, a Eurovision fanatic from the United Kingdom. And myself, Christine, a Eurovision lady of a certain age, also from the United Kingdom. And just me, Maddie. It's me again. Still here. (laughs) Yes, and we we have indeed got our Commonwealth representative, Maddie, from Canada. (laughs) From the colonies. Our our colonial, (laughs) yes, our colonial. So, yes, um... We are recording this on the weekend that the BBC is celebrating its 100th birthday. Um, So it feels quite fitting that we are actually going to be covering the first ever Eurovision that was hosted by the BBC today in 1960. Yay! When even... It was... When I was only a few months old, I'd just like to point that out, boys, so I can't remember this. Only a wee baby. Yes, I was a wee baby. Um, yes, and we had everyone's favourite um, Katie Boyle, or to give her her full name, Katarina Irene Elena Maria Boyle, Lady Saunders, nay Imperali del Principal di Francavilla. That explains why she can speak so many languages then. I think so, yes. Yes, yes. Um, yes. At the London Royal Festival Hall. Yes. Which I, I don't know where that is. Where in London is that? It's on the South Bank by um, um, by Waterloo Station. It's part of the big um, um, concrete part. It's right next to the National Theatre. You know the big brutalist concrete um, collection of buildings that went up in the sixties. The only brutalist, um, the only brutalist structure I could tell you about is Preston Bus Station. Oh right, but have you have you you've been to London, haven't you? Have you, have you I've, walked I've over been to Water- London. You've walked over Hungerford Bridge, which is the, the the sort of metally pedestrian bridge near Waterloo Station, near between Waterloo and Charing Cross. Not sure I have. I'll have to no. look, take, keep a look out for it next time I go to London. Yeah, well, if you if you look out over there, the whole that's the, the it's called the South Bank, which is why the South Bank Show is called the South Bank Show because it's uh, the arts area of of um, of, of London. So yes, where where the National Theatre is and where where the Royal Festival Hall is, so marvellous. So for this one, because there's only what thirteen songs to talk about, I think we should just run through them in the running order and discuss, you know, our thoughts on them and sort of where we place them. What do you reckon? Well, that's fine by me. I think that yeah, that works for me. Cool, I'm, let's I do don't that. have them in a. This is going to sound shocking. I don't have them in a ranking order. <gasps> what? You've not I know. Ran the, beast. the king, the king of I the know. ranking, the king have, of the ranking. That's your USP. I have grades, but my issue was at a certain point, I'm just like, this is just pudding. I don't know how much more pudding I can take. So yeah, this was an interesting Eurovision. So let's let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna spoil anything by saying it. I've not enjoyed this one as much as I have enjoyed 1957, 58 and 59. No, it's not It's not a classic year, is it? it there's nothing that's like, oh, that's something. I mean, actually, there is one thing I like. I really enjoy in this particular year. Mm-hmm. And when I did score that particular song, I feel like, looking back, I should have scored it higher. But I scored it at a place that I like. I needed to leave some wiggle room in case anything came, you know, to smash that out of the water and nothing ever did. But we shall get to that when we get to that. Yeah, my favourite so, part was the very attractive silver gilt vase that you could win. 
That was a lovely vase, I've yeah. got to say, yeah. So mm. everyone needs a vase to put, you know, flowers exactly. or beer and in. And not silver, but silver gilt. So we weren't, you know, the BBC wasn't splashing the cash there. So silver gilt, I mean, I, I don't know much about, like, uh, precious metals. Is that just, like, basically like a bit of silver leaf around it? Yeah, exactly. That's, sil- that's silver <laughs> silver coating rather than, you know, it's probably made of plastic or something with a bit of silver on the top. But, uh, you know, what can you say? No. Uh, we did We did basically get a flag ceremony. Yes. Basically. Mm-hmm. I've written, All though, the artists I've written, coming out. Yeah, I've written those very words. It's an early flag ceremony without the flags, uh, but it's just as tedious as unnecessary as ever. I've written, so. <laughs> On a plus side, we were rewarded by the presence of a big screen and a big old pointy stick. Yeah. Love a pointy stick. It was a very pointy stick. I can confirm that. That was... <laughs> I say big screen, it wasn't a screen, it was a scoreboard. That's yes. the right word to use, not a screen. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, anyway, so there's not much waffling at the beginning other than introductions and the, the proto-flag ceremony. And we started with the United Kingdom, who sent Brian Johnson with looking high, high, high. This was Which, a high, high, high point for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's... Uh... <laughs> I've had it on the brain for... Weeks, you know, and Terry Wogan, our infamous um, uh, commentator for many years, often used to just break out into this in the middle of his radio show, you know. So it does seem a very Terry Wogan sort of song. Yeah, I never listened to to, to Terry Wogan's radio show, but I You're can absolutely imagine exactly. I am. I can absolutely imagine him just breaking out into it. Yep. Um. I mean, I didn't enjoy it because, you know, it started, you know, was whistling. Yes, exactly. I've written, oh, no, bloody whistling here. So, yeah. But it but it does make sense for there to be some whistling because uh, Brian Johnson is the brother of Teddy Johnson from the year before oh. with the little singing birdie. Oh, right. So, so it's very nepotistic then, this whole Eurovision <laughs> It's a family thing. trait is whistling. Yeah. All of the bastards just sitting around the house whistling because that's all there was to do in 1959. Can you imagine how proud their mother would have been? I would have been so proud if I had not one but two of my children representing us at the Eurovision. I'd just like to send a message out to my own children there that they are have Slacking. let me down. They have let me down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, the, the whistling made sense as much as I hate whistling with a fiery burning passion. Um, a lot of people, like... In one of the books I've got, you know, they've, they've um, compared it's like a scout leader kind of rousing the yeah. kids. I don't see that particularly, uh, but I do get very music hall vibes from it. I've written it sounds like the sort of song we sang at primary school. You know, those kind of, you know, you're there learning and, and, you know, a very jolly, jolly march, jolly, jolly, jolly march, you know. Um, yeah. Are those the official words? Just to jolly, jolly march, march, jolly, jolly. Maybe with a tambourine, you know? (laughs) Um, It did seem like a difficult song to sing, so I'll give it credit, you know, because basically a lot of big sort of runs with no space to breathe in it. So I can appreciate the technical skill required to sing that song. Yeah. Did I enjoy it? Not massively. I, I put it fifth. Oh, I've got lower than that. I've got it ninth. Oh, Okay. I just ranked my stuff. It's number one. Oh. <laughs> well, thank it's you. Only because it's one of the ones that I'm just like, I still remember this. I can yeah. still whistle. Like, I could whistle this if I could whistle. I, yeah, this was the one that I was just like, all right, that's fine. I feel like this was like a, a 2022 year where I'm just like, it started out pretty good. I'm just like, oh, okay. 
Oh, and then song three hits, and I'm just like, okay, never mind. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Back it up. So that was your favorite. So everything from here is downhill. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so next up we had Sweden, who sent... Now, um, I, I don't know how to pronounce this first name, but Sil Malmqvist with Alejandra Favaran. Um, I also liked this one. <laughs> I liked this. This this was this was my number two. I, I liked this. This was my number two. Oh, so you just got, you've just ranked them in the order that they came out, Matty. Is that is <laughs> no, that look, look, to make look. life easy for you? Yeah. See, they're 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 ranked now. I yeah. have them in Excellent. the I have them in the book. Excellent. <laughs> um, so I put it six. For me, you know, nice sort of swing, big band kind of jive yeah. number. Um, I do remember the poofball dress that she had on. Yeah. I've written not very flattering old lady hair and as for the dress exclamation mark. But you think she's she's only twenty four here and she looks Ooh. about forty because of just the, the way that the fashions are, you know? Also, you know, they had a harder life back then, didn't they? <laughs> Eop, lad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um It kept me tapping my foot, you know, I was kinda of tapping my foot, but I, I felt it was a bit bland all in all. So I wasn't. See, I thought this one was one of the ones that had something different about it because yeah. at least it had like a jazzy quality to it, like a little bit of a, a swing influence. Yeah. There's a little bit more of the big band appeal. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, because of that, it was something. I'm just like, okay, there's something here I can latch onto. I'm not yeah. just digging in and then sliding out again. Like this was one of the ones that I'm just like, can I remember it now? I'm just like, no. 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 Because I keep confusing it and uh, Voy Voy. And yeah. just like between the two, this one I think is the better song, but the other one I remember more. Oh. Yeah. I've written there's a very long middle eight that she's not quite sure what to do with herself. There was a bit of sort of standing around looking a bit awkward. They which needed hamster would, wheels back then. Exactly. It needed. would never happen today. There'd be all sorts going on, wouldn't there? You know, people with a man with a horse's head up a ladder or something, you know? <laughs> Sometimes I forget that that was a thing that happened on the Eurovision stage. <laughs> it certainly did. Yes, yes, it's 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 seared in my memory. Seared in my memory. What did it mean? What did it all mean? <laughs> Who knows? So yeah, I I don't know if I said so. If, um, uh, yeah, I put it six, um, Sweden. So yes. I I didn't dislike it. I could appreciate it. You know, it did like like I said have something different to a lot of other stuff that night. Um, onto a lot of other stuff that night. Oh, God. Yep. Luxembourg, who sent Camille, Camilo Felgen with uh, Solang Ves du Do Bast. Exactly. So. He's singing in Luxembourgish, which I think is possibly the first and last time they did that, which is a strange mixture between, you know... Is it um, French, kind of Germany? Yeah, French and German, because the, 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 the three official languages of Luxembourg are French, German, which most normal people would speak there, and Luxembourgish, which is their own special language and it says things like i i wrote it down ze wanken ze schwanken and you think <laughs> lovely excuse me yes exactly yes it's a different uh, kind I, of song now so yeah, exactly <laughs> so yes uh, what does that translate into who, who knows? knows who knows you know but it just made me laugh and the, the stage decor i thought has that been up for all of them and then I ran it back and went, no, just for this one. You know, kind of strange, kind of like lampshades all over the place and God knows what was going on. So. There were some interesting choices. A lot of the uh, stage sort of props seemed to be basically a room divider. Yeah. Um, yes. One artist got 
Uh, I mean, we'll come to the artist, but we've got like a, a school play sort of background of mountains. It was all very homespun kind yes. of um, feeling on the. Uh, Look, I've even background. drawn. I mean, I've even drawn the decor in my in my margin there because I couldn't believe how awful it was. <laughs> so I thought I must draw this, you know, so I never forget. So. For the listener, um, Chrissy just basically showed us a couple of. Um, a sad what, what little picture, yes. yes. <laughs> sort of, they're hexagons with sort of... Yeah, that's the oh, one, yeah, hexagons. Yeah. It basically with... like, like you started drawing honeycomb and gave yeah. up after two exactly, hexagons. Yes. It's just, I don't know who designed that background, but, you know. And I've used a, a classic um, Matty expression here, a dreary park and bark. So... so yeah, there was, there was nothing to this one, in no. my opinion. And it I was came like, last, didn't it? It rightfully did came so. Last. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I will agree. I will note. I it wasn't song I put last. I put it ninth. I put it earned all of its one point. <laughs> yeah, I I, I am. Mean, I put it second to last. So yeah, one point means that out of a hundred and thirty jurors, only one person went. Yeah, that's my favourite. And yeah. I can only assume that ears were painted on. Yes, quite. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing we, between this and embers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Gordon Wolven Embers. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it had old man down the pub singing on a rainy Christmas Eve energy. Yeah, yeah. it felt like really mournful, and it made me feel sad. Yeah, dreary, but they were yeah. wanking and schwanking. So what can we say? <laughs> well, that would make anyone dreary. Yeah, I just want to keep saying that, boys, because I'm naughty. Sorry. <laughs> Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Once so, again, let's not look it up on Urban Dictionary. But until no. then. <laughs> so, fourth in a running order, we had Denmark, who sent Katie Birdger with Detsvaren Yindigtid. Quite. Again, I apologise. Yeah. I will always apologise for my terrible pronunciations. If it's not French, and even then, or German, when I can just about get my mouth around it, or English, when, you know, sometimes, fingers crossed, I get my mouth around it. You know, I always must always apologise for my terrible are pronunciations. Even a northerner, Chris, which, of course, we do have to, you know, forgive, exactly. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was living life on the edge, opening a brolly indoors. Yeah. Um, I liked her bonnet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great bonnet. Um, great parasol, parasol, yeah. I've written, is this not completely live, I've written, because the changeovers were a bit sudden. I don't know if there was a little bit of judicious cutting between the songs because, um, you know, it just went boom, boom, boom. And I know they didn't have much to do in the way of setting up men in horses' heads on ladders, but um, it did seem it was incredibly, you know, swift, the changeovers. So That's I just the know. BBC, they're professional. Sorry, yes, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> I've written um, she's in a soppy dressing-up dress with bonnet and parasol. I thought I was really going to enjoy this at first. Um, she did, <laughs> I would, I, it's a terrible silence. She did take her hat off at one moment, which was quite exciting. Yeah, she, she did that one thing. Yeah, uh, it See, just came really repetitive. Yeah, I didn't hate this one, but I didn't love this one. This one's in seventh for me. But I could. This is again yeah. one of the ones where I'm just like, I can remember the tune. If I can remember the tune, that automatically makes it better than most of them this yeah. time. I've got her seventh as well, Matty, so we're obviously singing from the same song sheet today. Now, I put this third from the bottom. I put it in 11th. Ooh. Um, you you yeah. weren't impressed and by her en bon point, then. That's a good word, isn't it? 
That's a great that, word. That means her cleavage. <laughs> you know, she did have. I've written quite an embonpoint here, but so yeah. Um, nah, it, no. I just didn't enjoy no. it. Um, no. Following up Denmark, we had Belgium, who sent Food Leclerc with <laughs> Mon Amour Courtois. What a name. Singing about love in French. Groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it happened. <laughs> he had great eyebrows. I could cosplay as him, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I've written here, apparently he's a heartthrob, but I think he looks a bit like Mr. Bean. Yeah, they were saying that he was a heartthrob, and I was just like, him? Mm, yeah. Is it's that him? Because I chose, I chose the version of the video with David Jacobs, who was the, the BBC announcer. And then I realised part of the way through that David Jacobs' intros were actually being broadcast in the hall. So it wasn't like a normal um, commentator. He was actually like the, you know, the announcer as well as what we were hearing on the telly. So oh. that's why they were all a bit sycophantic, those intros. It was all about, and this, you know, the heartthrob from you know, Austria or, or the very famous, but, and you think, mm, are they? I'm a bit good. I missed out on that because I think I got some um, Scandinavian commentary. Yeah. Yes, no, no, I have. On the video know. I found. Yeah. I think me and Chrissy found the same one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that it would cut out and then it would repeat a little bit afterwards. Yes. And I was just like, oh, could, interesting. Yeah, it's being, it's being heard in the hall by the audience, yes. Yeah. I've written a completely forgettable song. So I'm presuming, Matty, that this is one of the ones you can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. I have this in 10th. Same tenth as well. I just well, I have it where... was not impressed. It eighth. Was... I've got it. Oh, it's sort of joint, joint eighth. Yeah, joint eighth with the UK. Food. In fact, food mm. very much came to Eurovision and sang a song. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> well, you know how every like drag queen in drag race right now is just like, I'm here to slay. I'm here. He was there to do yeah. what he did, <laughs> and it's he did it, and then he left. It might have been more exciting had he been dressed up as a drag queen, I must admit. But there wasn't with those eyebrows. in the early years of Eurovision, was there? No, no, it was a bit lacking, but, you know. Hello there, fellow Eurovision fans. This episode of Think About Eurovision is proud to be sponsored by Surfshark VPN. This came about because Matty, our resident Canadian, found himself unable to access Eleni Ferreira's 2018 absolute banger Fuego on the official Eurovision channel. But now he has Surfshark VPN, so now he can change his location to anywhere in Europe and just like that, yeah yeah, fire. He can shake his booty to Cyprus's best ever result whenever he wants. And now we're also finding ourselves entering the national finals season. So accessing Sweden's Melodifestivalen, Iceland's Songvakepnin, and travelling all the way down under to Australia's Eurovision You Decide is as easy as changing your location to that country and you'll virtually be there faster than you can tear away your skirt, change key and score null pois. Not only that, Surfshark keeps you safe on public Wi-Fi by encrypting your online data and stops anybody on the same network snooping on your activity. So simply visit surfshark.deals forward slash thinkabouteuro and enter our promo code, which is thinkabouteuro, for 83% off and free extra months free. It's also risk-free, as Surfshark comes with a 30-day guarantee, in case you find it's not quite the right fit for you. Anyway, thanks for listening and back to the podcast. Shall we move on to Norway? Voy voy. Yes, uh, by Nora Brockstedt. This um, is my number one. Ah. Samesies. Yeah. 
I was probably number one. I really enjoy this. And uh, up there with the United Kingdom, four songs that I can actually actually remember. Um, voy, voy, da, 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 voy, voy. I don't speak Norwegian, so I'm not gonna attempt it. Um, but yeah, you know, and again, finally, a background. This is one where it wasn't just a frame of a room divider, you know, got the school play Mountains backdrop on this. Well, it, was it Norway's first attempt? It was, wasn't it? I believe I think, so, yes. I think it was their first entry. Yeah, um, Norway made its first contest appearance, so they were obviously going going big on the mountains. They they were letting you know where they were from, and that's yours. Yeah. Um, you know, so voy voy uh, really grabbed my attention. That sort of refrain of voy voy, which makes sense because it is a North Sami reindeer herding call, and I guess I'm just a sexy reindeer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In your spare time, yeah, excellent. Uh, no, just every day. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a sexy reindeer, darling. Um. For me, right, this is going to sound mental, and I do apologise. It sounded like the sort of music you would get in a scene from, uh, what's the show with the puppets? Oh, God. Thunderbirds. Oh, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. It it seemed like a song that you would hear in the background of a scene from Thunderbirds where they were celebrating Christmas, but in a sort of foreign language dubbed version of Thunderbirds. That makes sense in my head. Yeah, it's pretty much a sort of 60s vibe, you're right, you know, and I think Norway are a bit ahead of themselves here because at least it's not a tedious, um, you know, croon, is it? They, they so, went for a sort of, it felt retro-futurist, I think is the phrase that I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, And it did feel Christmassy, even though it's not a Christmassy song. There's just something about that. It's I guess because it's how of the she was reindeer. dressed. It's, yeah, it's and the because, snow yeah. and the mountains and the reindeer calling and what I have you. I felt very festive and yeah. I really enjoyed it. Good. You know what it reminds me of? It would remind me of those kind of the similar idea of what you're thinking, but I think specifically those like stop motion animation cartoons that they have every Christmas, like Rudolph and Frosty and yeah. Yeah. like that's the that's the element that I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, voy voy for sure. Voy voy away. I have it in fourth. So so yeah, so we 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 yeah. all liked it then. It was all so it was a strong a strong opener from from Norway, which possibly wasn't followed up until quite a long time later. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. Um, but from such a strong song, at my absolute top to my absolute bottom, we go to Austria's Harry Win- sorry Harry Winter with "Du hast mich so fasziniert." You fascinated me so much, and I can only w- say. I, I I can only wish I could say the feeling was mutual. I said he looks like Eamon Holmes. He was a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had this one higher actually. I me too. I've got because I've got I think it. I think this is the one I'm thinking of that reminded me of something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. So I've written I've written song sounds so familiar. The so underlined, you know, an absolute classic of my childhood Sunday afternoons. It's that kind of. Sounded a bit like, you know, there's a song in my heart, da 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 something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I had it fifth. I quite liked it. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that my... Sometimes I have opinions that are wildly different from yours. <laughs> but we did also agree on Norway. So, you know, that's something. 
Yep. Um, so, yeah, he has, I said, I've written, it's hard to judge these chaps all in black tie on image because normally I have to give them, you know, a mark for the overall look of the thing. And it's sort of, oh, look, a man in a black tie. But he did have a bit of a double chin, which kind of went against him, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I, I really just didn't find it interesting, this song. I, I It was just so very kind of... Just you're lost for words. You're, you're I, lost I just words. couldn't find anything in it to go. Oh, I like that. I just found it dull. Are you just pulling up Matty to have a look at a reminder? I'm trying to remember who he is, to be honest. Well, that, I mean, that says something that you know you're having to actually bring up the video on YouTube there. Just go, oh, they're that one. Yeah, but I, I thought he did quite well at making the German language not sound quite so kind of raspy and um you know crunchy as it normally does it's he smoothed it out quite nicely for a love song you know so i I mean you you can do that with german i think it's very much a myth that the german language always sounds aggressive yeah it doesn't always sound aggressive sometimes it just sounds weird and bad schmetterling (laughs) schmetterling is a beautiful word Yes, the, the, Gummistiefel. Or Verfram Drums Effect. Or Geschwindigkeit. That's the only German word I actually know. Uh, Geschwindigkeitsbeschränkung, <laughs> which means speed limit. Oh, there you go. So enough of us dunking on the German language. But, which both Chris and I are learning at the moment on Duolingo. And yes. I'm, I have to say I'm doing some of the heavy lifting when it comes to the um, you know number of you know lessons done. Christopher. I'm sorry, I've been slacking this week. My, my brain just, not, I've just not been in the game this week. Yeah, but we are both learning German, so, you know, we are. give us a break. <laughs> well, um, for my upcoming trip to UK, I'm learning English. Oh, good. Well, oh, that'll, 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 you know, it'll be good. Yeah. So we're moving on to Monaco. Monaco, who sent Francois de Gilt. Francois de Gilt. De, de, de Gilt. Who knows? Yeah. Now, sis, voila, just makes me think of Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's a French phrase that I can actually comfortably say because I like performing Psycho Killer with, with my ukulele. It's a good one. That would be a really good one. Ce yeah, que tu as dit, ce soir là, en lisant mon espoir, <laughs> je me lance, je me glance, vers la gloire. Okay. okay. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yes, but, so we um, better stop. Otherwise, yes. we'll have to pay, you know, royalties or something. Because I, our, I, for our... that performance, I do no, not no. think we will. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think we need to worry about that. Level of our performance, maybe not. Yes. Um, so, um, this song sounded exactly how I expected it to. Yeah. <laughs> I was not surprised by this. You know, a bit of a bossa nova moment. Yeah. I could imagine a very intense Strictly ballroom dance to it, though. Yeah, I've written a sexy rumba here, so I think it was probably yes. yeah. Um... It's a great vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I Euro- don't remember this song at all. To Apparently, be I've written down here a big Eurovision finish, and to quote Terry Wogan many times, "Gone down big in the hall." So dig up big in the hall. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I can't do the rhythm now, but it had a very bossa nova feel. Which, when I was a kid, I had like this keyboard, and I loved playing with like little rhythms it had in it. I had a little sort of, I wouldn't call it a drum machine, but it would like have rhythms. And the only one I could ever remember 
you know, if it, I can't remember any rhythms it had on it other than the bossa nova rhythm. So I'm always like, when I hear a bossa nova rhythm, I'm like, that's a bossa nova rhythm. I know that one. <laughs> Marvellous. Um, yeah, um, I said it's, I've written it's a sad song, but he keeps smirking. Is it Eurovision? He's happy. Why would yeah. he be smirking? Yes, I'd probably be smirking if I was performing. <laughs> Yeah, so I had I had him quite low down though. He's um tenth for me. I put it seventh. What about you, Matty? I actually have him in ninth. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to I just didn't think it was anything crazy. I barely remember it. Um here's the thing. I don't feel like I hated any of these songs. I felt like everything was was perfectly cromulent. Everything was capable, everything was performed well enough. There was no Very- songs this time that I hated. But Eighty percent of my grades were eight were like C C plus. Yeah, I am absolutely with you on that. Yeah. Like, you know, usually if I'm like giving things scores out my arbitrary score out of one hundred, the thing yeah. I hate will be like the bottom will be like maybe five if I'm feeling generous. The one I I, I liked the least, Austria, I, I gave it forty points out of a hundred. It was you know it, it was fine. It wasn't offensive to my ears. I was just bored by it, and yes. that's yeah. probably worse than being bad. Yeah. Well, Austria was my my number three my number three choice, but this yeah. one I was just like this one. No, I just didn't feel anything. It's it's raw toast. That's what ninety percent of this is. It's just raw toast. That's called bread, Matty. That's the point. That's, yeah. It's spungy. It's not really you know. I quite like bread, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't like bread. Monica. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about hours about how much we like bread. But the job today is Eurovision (laughs) 1960. That won't be the most interesting podcast, would it? Ooh, I like bread. Might be more interesting than some of these songs. Yes, quite. Shall we move on to Switzerland then, gentlemen? Yes. So about toast. No. (laughs) Anita Traversi with Giolo e Terra, which I'm going to guess translates to heaven and earth. Absolutely, yes. Check me out. I was like, eh, is and. And Terra, yep. I was like, that's definitely the ground or earth. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to guess heaven and earth. Yep, exactly. Very uh, poised and glamorous and very classy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've written sexy satin strapless dress, but quite tight. Looks like she doesn't dare move. She was, <laughs> she bit... was very, I mean, I think that's what my mom, I meant when I said, said poised, you know, just stationary. Yeah. I'm boys <laughs> here, boys. Yes. <laughs> She looked great, sounded great, very capably done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I put it fourth because I could appreciate, you know, it was a solid song. Me too, Chris. I've got her fourth as well. Um, I could imagine being like in a sort of smoke-filled jazz bar in the 1960s, drinking a martini, listening oh, to her before. back in the days where we could still smoke in bars. Oh, happy <laughs> memories. Happy, happy memories. When bars didn't smell of... Yeah, the men's toilets. I mean, they could have. I, I don't know what's worse. It yeah. really has gone from out of the frying pan into the fire because as an asthmatic, I don't really want to be around smoke-filled places. No. But as someone with a weak stomach, I don't like smelling other people's wee-wee. No, exactly. So, yeah. so you stay at home. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've written, yeah, yes, yes, yes. She had a strange train on her dress, which was all stiff and a completely different colour. But I think I it may have been... I couldn't figure out what was happening with that. Yeah. I think she may have been holding her up. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, my note is it's fine enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You were inspired, weren't you, Matty? You were inspired. I can hear it in the effusiveness of your tone. Not going to lie. Pretty much my note, my note for 90% of these is it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was, it was a fine year. Okay. But yeah, like actually I don't hold anything against her. I, again, she was very, it was very capably performed. I think at this yeah. point my brain was putting as much <laughs> as the songs were putting and just like, this is all just one. I'm not going to say mediocre mess. Cause I feel like that's, but like, you know, a tepid catastrophe is at least it was rememberable or yeah it's all very put together there was nothing about it that you could really shake your stick at and say they did that like they did that wrong yeah it it all felt a bit half-hearted didn't it yeah but very like highbrow very poised very together very professional so there's nothing really to pick at about it one way or the other where you're just like oh I'm going to look at this dumpster fire and love it versus I'm going to sit here and just, it wasn't Swan Lake, but it's not far off from that kind of night at the opera night at the conservatory. Exactly. (laughs) Which I'm sure you do on a regular basis, Matty. Yes. I'm just off to the ballet, (laughs) darling. Yeah. (laughs) Me, the gutter trash that I am. Well, well, Shall we just move on to the Netherlands? Although I was rather shocked to see that the sign said Holland. Holland? It did throw me. (laughs) You think, good Lord, that wasn't correct 62 years ago. So, no. I'm going to sound ignorant now because I I know that people do talk about Holland and the Netherlands. Mm. What is is Holland a region of the Netherlands? I think is that right? It must yeah. be because I grew up kind of saying Holland, and by the time I was in my twenties, I realised that was wrong, and it was yeah. the Netherlands. You still talk, and then he's the Dutch, of course. So none of those words got anything to do with each other. So um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. So Rudy Carroll with uh, "Wat in geluk," uh, what a look, I believe that translates to. Well, they had won two years in a row, hadn't they? And they that's had. why they they weren't um, hosting because they couldn't. And I've written here. So they were like, they no, really no, don't. They really don't want to <laughs> win a third time. That's what I've written here because I think they've sent in something deliberately quite dreadful. It's my it's my bottom of the pile. This one. Yeah, not far for me. I have them in eleventh. Oh, Chris, you're going to say they second or something, aren't you? Um, I, I I put this third. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I really kind of enjoyed that. It was a, like a weird staccato delivery, which you know, after so many bloody ballads, I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. something different. Yeah, it woke me up. It did feel like you'd forgotten the lyrics when it came to like the chorus and just yeah. la 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 ing yeah. it. But you know, whenever people do that, that's all I can think. I'm like, have you forgotten the lyrics, love? Do you, yeah. do you need the lyric sheet in front of you? Um. I think it was probably yeah. was it a comic song? Was it was it was it a comedy song? Because it it had that hint about it to me, even though I couldn't understand it. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there's very Dance. little information about this year um, that I could find. So, translation exact translations is is what look rather than what a look. Um, but no, I, I just couldn't find much about this song. No. Without get, bringing up all the lyrics, translating, put, running through Google Translate, fingers crossing, you know, crossing fingers that the lyrics are correct. Um, 
So he's singing about how lucky he is to be part of the world. Um, I think that he's singing about nature and that Ooh, there are blimey. fruits, butterflies, falls, birds, birds and fish. Okay, so it's and just all that it's happens just boring is then. only because of so, you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's it's more like Cinderella song from a Disney movie then. I like it less now I know what it's about. Mm. Um, I, I just enjoyed that it was sounded different. Yeah. I think that's what I liked about it and what kind of just grabbed my attention and why it got a higher score. I've written That's what's look- kind of fascinating about these early shows is that like it, you don't understand a lot of the vocals sometimes. So you yeah. have to treat the vocals as if it's just another line of instrumentation. Yeah. Exactly. I've written yeah. he does look a bit like Josh Dubrovi though. He was that sort of skinny young man with the kind of you know um just that that generally gangly look about him yeah just dubrovi didn't do very well did he no nope. no um that with that was the who wanted to, that sounds good to me wasn't yeah. it and it sounded good to nobody yes exactly okay Kevin, shall um, we move on to to deutschland then yes so uh win hope with Bonne nuit, ma chérie. <laughs> very German, very German, yeah, the, yes. Uh, how was my German pronunciation there? <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful, yes. <laughs> sounded a bit French, actually, Chris, I'm just saying. Oh, I should need to work on my pronunciation, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a uh, German song with a French title with only the title of a song, song being the only French lyric, which makes sense. <laughs> But also it did, I've written here, references to a fiesta, a bit of bolero, um, some castanets. They were sort of throwing everything in, everything vaguely European. Oh, let's get for the Euro- international audience here. Let's chuck in some <laughs> things that are definitely not German. Yeah. Don't mention a war. <laughs> no, exactly. But I like yeah. this. It's number three for me. I put it eighth. Um, it was just all a bit too soft and too gentle. And, you know, even though I was saying about how the German language before, you know, I was saying it's not that aggressive. Didn't sound German enough for me. Yeah. It just sounded a bit too gentle. So I'm a contradiction. Yeah. Matty, where did you put our German friends? I have them in eighth. Oh, it's so Kind hard. of middle of the pack. The, oh. the, the thing that saved it is I can remember Bonne nuit, mon chéri. And just like I can remember German. that. Mm-hmm. But then that was like the whole song. So it's just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think the castanets really bumped my my score up. As soon as I heard mm-hmm. a castanet, that was it. I was I was in there. So, did you yeah. notice the uh, lovely curtains he was performing in front of, attached to the room divider? No, I have got curtains mentioned in the next one, but I'm not. I've not <laughs> mentioned these curtains. No. So, what kind um, of curtains were they, Chris? I, they were they some? Like they were they had, a they shade of grey? Were they a shade Everything of grey? Everything was a shade of grey. Yes. yes. <laughs> But yeah. they had tassels, and everyone loves a good tassel. Oh, um, exactly. But yeah, uh, it, my, my main criticism for this was it wasn't German enough. Like, just be German, mate. I want a song about beer. Yeah. <laughs> I want a beer hall song. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With an umpar rhythm. Yes. Is that too much to ask for, Germany? I don't think it is. <laughs> well, we did get that one diggy. No, not the. No, no. The guy, the yell, the. Oh my gosh. 2000 gold and guy. Something. Oh, um, Guido, Guido hat euch lieber. Do you remember yes. in 98? Guido she, hat euch lieber. Yeah, yeah. He that, was, he was, that memorable, memorable title. Yes. Suddenly enough, um, was what catching up with uh, last Friday. I was Friday. there, Matty. I was there. I saw him. He climbed up. He was almost over my head when he was climbing on that <laughs> boat pole. So, yeah. Uh, Sarah and I this morning, uh, we're recording, is recording Sunday just after. Um, the, so Graham Norton's show goes out on Friday night and we recorded it and we're catching up on it this morning. And Motsi Mabuse, who is one of the judges on Strictly Come Dancing, 
was talking about her time on Let's Dance, the German version of Strictly, where she was one of the professionals. And they showed a photo of her partner. I was like, that's Gildo. And Sarah just looked at me like, you sad bastard. <laughs> you recognise Gildo. She and yes, didn't sure say enough, that. She said, you clever man. I know why I'm with you now. <laughs> no, she just looked oh. at me like, how do you know that? I'm like, yeah. I took a guess that the, a guy with that bold spot and like hair on the side and German yeah. and famous enough being strictly Gildo. Yeah. 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 Must be. Yes. yes. Can't um, be Jason Statham. Have to go with the next <laughs> option. Yes. Exactly. So yeah, I, I like Matty. I put um, Germany eighth. Yeah, I had them third. So I was obviously I said I, I was seduced by the castanets, which wouldn't be the first time in my life. It has to be said. Shall um, we move on to Italy? I've written my first two words here are spotty curtains. So I was obviously <laughs> you know moved by where these. Where the curtains are? So yeah. Renato Raskel with Romantica. Mm-hmm. Uh, very not in love with it. No, no, same. <laughs> Like it started like very atmosphere, darling, atmosphere, uh, but it was just all too sincere. Like yeah. I felt like he was trying to bore us all to death. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he did. His... Yeah, I yeah. think he did. I've written. He looks faintly embarrassed to be there and was standing slightly weirdly as well. well I think it was a sincerity. He, he had like like his hands were like in front of him, like he was almost apologising for how bad the song was. <laughs> like, excuse, excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, the thing is, I was looking into this one, and um, this song uh, at San Remo, as well as this version by Renato Raskel, was also performed by Tony Dallara in a different style called Ulatori, which translates to screaming. Nice. Which I I listened to that one, and gosh, the version by Tony is not it's not a winning song by any means, but it's so much more interesting to listen to, and it, you know, it's um. It does feel like a lot of Italian songs I've heard, you know, in the past. Yeah. Um, so I, I see why they call it screaming. It's not it's not like screaming, like death metal screaming. It's just kind of like a lot sort of beltier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much more interesting. It, it didn't bore me to sleep. And, you know, he didn't have weirdly puffy eyebrows. Oh. That just distracted me. I've just noticed that my last word on here is bored with several dots after it. So, yes, it, <laughs> it obviously had the same effect on all of us. Yeah, my my note is it's fine enough, and then it's all a little bit boring. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we all agree. Yeah. Yeah, they are my they are my thirteenth. Um, because you um, can do no greater harm than bore me. I, they're eleventh for me, so they're very near the bottom. Yeah. Twelfth for me, so yep. we've got eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth on that one. So that leads us to France. France with uh, Jacqueline Boyer with Tom Pilliby. What a bloody awful winner, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's not great. I mean, I said so I remember I bought bought you know, this cassette of winners back in the early eighties, and I'd never heard the early sixties one, the fifties and sixties ones before. And I was listening to this at the time, thinking, "What the hell?" You know, <laughs> and um, you know, I can remember it because obviously I've heard it loads of times, but you know, it's just cutesy, and you know, she performed it well, but. Good grief. Sacre Tom Pilly B is all I can say. I put it second. All right. I have it fifth. I've got it sixth. It's because musically, again, it comes down to it being musically different from everything else that's been before in the night. Uh, Tom 
It's her her imaginary boyfriend it's all about. Yes. Well, it was very up-tempo. Yeah. Um, It wasn't laid-back kind of crooning or ballad. Um, She's only 18 at this point, and can I just say that she is the longest surviving winner. She's still alive today, obviously at, at 80. And she is the um you know she is the 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 longest surviving winner. So well done, Jacqueline Boyer. Well, she didn't do much after this. I must admit, I looked her up afterwards, and she didn't have a long and illustrious singing career or anything. No, just took it easy. Yeah, she went. Oh, I've won Eurovision, mate. Can't... Got got my silver vase. That's yeah, all exactly. I need. Yeah, exactly. My my, my... silver <laughs> yeah. gilt vase. Yeah, exactly. My very attractive silver gilt vase. The only way is down. So I'm just leaving here. Yeah. <laughs> Finish on a high, yeah. you know. I, like I say, I wait a second. I like you know how like marching band kind of sort yeah. of snare drums happening on a, a, a in it, you know. But my my only note is that it's interesting because it has different stuff from the other songs, yeah. which is damning with faint praise, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was a Disney reject song. It just yeah. didn't. It was there. It happened. It's again. I wrote. It's fine. <laughs> Did you just it's have a stamp? Did you have my a other, my stamp? other line is, it's still going somehow. Yeah. Uh, competent, nothing was bad, but oh, good Lord. Yeah. You can, And when you know it was the winner, you come to it and go, oh, perhaps, you know, we're going to finish on a high. And then you go, no. We finished on fine. Yeah, we I'm finished on well, I remember watching this the whole way through and I'm just like, I've seen all like the winner's compilations now. So I was just like, I'll know the winner when it comes up. And then they're just like, now it's time to vote. I was just like, oh. Oh, it's come up. Which one was it? <laughs> like, it's just, it all just washed over me at the end, like a like a gray haze. Yeah. And I think she must have got a certain amount of um, advantage from the, um, the, the last position as well. Because isn't there, Chris, some kind of statistical thing that says being in last, singing last is actually, um, you know, an advantage? Uh, in the case of live voting, yes. Yeah. With these jury vote, with these juried performances, I don't really think that's the case. But I also oh, okay. have no idea because I am from Canada, and no one here cares enough to know. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, yeah, I, I could see if they were voting at the end of it, but it was very. I don't know actually how the voting was done because it was a very fast turnaround from yeah. the uh, last performance to into the very uneventful voting procedure. Yeah, because there's no interval act or anything. They didn't even no, have no somebody wittering for a five minutes, you know, while they got things sorted out. So, but that again, BBC efficiency. What can we say? But also, I think there was. I I think there was some editing. I don't think it was completely and utterly live. I just feel because no, because it doesn't have to be when there's no voting, no phone voting or anything. So you know, they probably you know, um, recorded it half an hour in advance and then did a bit of judicious editing and things, you know? Entirely possible. Um, so, yeah, um, only thing was it became like a very much a free horse race, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and then really became down to like a two-horse race between uh, the UK and France at the end. And I was wondering, where is, where's Norway gone? But, you know, we, you know, I was getting quite upset, really. But Norway's the only song now of any of those I would ever choose to listen to again. Yeah. Out of choice. Yep. yep. Except I'm for looking be playing high, high, Christmas. high. Looking high, high. Yeah. 
Nope, I, never listen to that again. I, do, I will say I that, that none of these songs banished. will hit my Eurovision best playlist. No. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm quite with you. I did like all the of the formality. Hello, Miss Boyle. You think that we could do with going back to that, I think. You know, good evening, Miss Boyle. Here are the results. And I've written the Scandi judges all sound completely British, you know. Well, Hello, Miss Boyle. Not surprised. I'm not surprised about it because um, when I went to a ukulele event, like, good sort of oof, maybe even 15 years i was really surprised when one of the people i knew uh, from ukulele forum i was on um sven his daughter came and she had a british accent yeah i was like oh have you grown up in england like no it's just the accent i've learned to speak english in i'm like wow <laughs> well the, the scandies do watch all their english language um uh, TV and always have done in English, but you think yeah. they must watch a lot of American. But I suppose they, you know, have it beaten out of them at school. No, you know, <laughs> you know all those kids and queens stuck with this accent. Yeah, but we. I met I met a lovely Canadian couple in um in in Budapest, Matty. I spotted they were Canadian straight away because they were out and about in Hungary. I did. I get there's there's um. A town near the small town where my husband grew up called Four Marks in Hampshire. And they kept saying Four Marks. And it's a, a fairly nondescript little ribbon development on the on the A31. Every time they said, and such and such, Four Marks. And I'm there m- mentally going, oh, yes. So I can recommend a lovely trip to Four Marks, boys. <laughs> oh. Right then. So are you ready to learn which year we are looking at next? Oh, God, yes. Please don't let it be 61. I'm not in the mood for another early 60s. We're going to 1961. No, no, we're, no not. we're not. <laughs> I've decided we're going to have a look at 1990. Ooh. Okay. So Ooh, we, takes... we know who wins. Yeah. Because Alora. Insieme. It's a very good year, actually, 1990. That's right. it, 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 it's um It's um, set in Zagreb. Indeed it is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you where that is. Yeah, because rock, rock me one, right? That's the that's the capital of now what is now Croatia, and it's always Thank been you. part the capital of the Croatian part of what was then Yugoslavia. But the singers who had won actually came from Croatia, so they decided to put it. In. That's when they were all we one big, when the Yugoslavs were one big happy family before the so, lovely wars of the nineteen nineties changed all that a bit. <laughs> But anyway, next time we will be looking at Eurovision 1990. Marvelous. So, until next time, bye. Ciao. Bye.